0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters Europe, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host today, Philippe Durand, a partner at the Paris law firm, Auguste de In this special series of podcasts, we will be looking at employment and labor issues affecting businesses and organizations specifically in our European jurisdictions. In addition to discussing the important stories and events happening in these countries, we are fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers who practice in these jurisdictions and are working daily to help their local clients. Joining us today on the program is Bastian Brendux. Bastian is a partner at Lydian, our Belgian partner in Brussels. Today, Bastian will be discussing the EU Cloud Code of Conduct. Bastian, how are you doing today? I'm
1: fine, Philip. How are you?
0: I'm fine as well. Thank you. Uh, happy to be uh, slowly out of this long, long lockdown process. Are you calling from your office in Brussels or are you calling from home today?
1: I'm calling from home today.
0: Very good. Very good. Bastian, I think the first thing we have to clarify for the audience and have to say maybe for 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 myself, could you tell us in a few words, what is exactly the EU cloud code of conduct? Very
1: good question, Philippe. But I think that before answering the question on what is the EU cloud code of conduct, I should probably first explain what is a code of conduct under the GDPR. Indeed, the General Data Protection Regulation, the GDPR, which is EU's data protection law, offers the possibility to adopt voluntary codes of conduct. And those codes of conduct, they contribute to the proper application of the GDPR and establish certain specific data protection rules for certain categories of controllers and processors. Those codes of conduct can be a very useful and effective tool because they will provide for a detailed description of what are the most appropriate legal and ethical rules of conduct in a given sector. So how exactly are these codes of conduct created? Well, proposals for codes of conduct can be made by professional organizations or bodies representing a sector. And they are there to help the sector to comply with the GDPR requirements in an efficient and a cost-effective manner. The EU Cloud Code of Conduct now, this is a code of conduct that has been approved by the Belgian Data Protection Authority on the 20th of May 2021. Now, why is there so much to do about this Code of Conduct, and particularly this Code of Conduct? Well, because, in fact, it is the first transnational Code of Conduct that has been approved and adopted under the application of the GDPR. And as you know, the GDPR has been in force since the 25th of May, 2018. And this is indeed the first Code of Conduct that has been approved.
0: Very good. So we have a kind of mapping for this general these general thoughts and this GDPR background you were describing, and for, for those codes uh, of conduct, I think that uh, for our audience today, Bastian, it would be also useful for you to share with us whether or not this kind of uh, EU cloud code of conduct is already in place at the moment.
1: Well, indeed, Philip. In fact, the EU cloud code of conduct is today already in place. Uh, works. To prepare this EU cloud code of conduct have indeed been started back in February 2017, following four years of close cooperation between, on the one hand, the European Commission, and on the other hand, a number of what we call tech giants, which are offering companies, offering cloud computing services. It is in fact, thanks to a favorable opinion of the European Data Protection Board, which is the European Data Protection Supervisor composed of representatives of the different national supervisory authorities, that the Belgian Data Protection Authority has been able to approve this EU cloud code of conduct. Belgian Data Protection Authority, why? Because it was the lead supervisory authority behind this particular initiative. It is in it so that today the EU cloud code of conduct is already in place and operational and major tech giants offering cloud services such as Google, Microsoft, IBM have already joined this initiative either as founding members or have joined later on. It's also important to stress that the formal approval of the Belgian data protection authority was not the only thing that has been established in this context. It is so that under articles 40 and 41 of the GDPR, a code of conduct that involves processing activities must also be reviewed by a designated supervisory authority. And so in one go, The Belgian Data Protection Authority has not only approved this EU cloud code of conduct, but has also approved an organism called Scope Europe as the competent supervisory authority to verify and monitor compliance with this code of conduct by its different members.
0: Okay. Now, there's one thing we need to touch on for our audience, Astiane, I think, although what you've said is quite clear. What is actually the underlying objective or goal around this EU Cloud Code of Conduct?
1: Okay, well, let me summarize it very shortly. Basically, the purpose or the aim of the EU Cloud Code of Conduct is to establish a number of data protection best practices for cloud service providers and also aiming to better protect the personal data when they are processed in the cloud in Europe. So the main objective of the EU cloud code of conduct is to concretize the requirements of what we refer to as data protection lawyers, Article 28 of the GDPR, which relates to the relationship between data controllers and data processors. So if you will take a look at the EU Cloud Code of Conduct, you will see that it contains a set of guidelines and specific binding rules, such as rules on the use of sub processors, rules on the right to audit your cloud service provider, rules on compliance with data subject right requests, rules on transparency, liability, and so on. And it also provides a number of objectives to help cloud service providers to demonstrate compliance with. Article 28 of the GDPR. Now, processors, so cloud service providers, they can use the fact that they adhere to this EU cloud code of conduct as a means to demonstrate both towards their clients, so the customers, as well as towards data protection supervisory authorities, compliance with the GDPR. So it's, in fact, an element of trust trust both towards the customers and towards the data protection authorities.
0: Very good. Now, Bastian, you did mention a few minutes ago that Microsoft, IBM, and Google, I think you, you, you referred to, had joined already this EU cloud code of conduct. But I think for our listeners, it might be of interest to understand how other companies could join this EU cloud code of conduct. Could you give us some thoughts on that?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's a very good question because, of course, not all cloud service providers will be founding fathers of this initiative. But let me first remind everyone that this EU cloud code of conduct is something completely voluntary, meaning that cloud service providers are in no way obliged to adhere to this EU cloud code of conduct. But They may wish to join the initiative exactly to demonstrate towards their customers, towards the data protection authorities, that they comply and they care for compliance with GDPR. Now, if you are not a founding member of this initiative, how can you join? Well, you can join by applying. In fact, companies, service providers that want to join the initiative need to be member of the General Assembly of the EU Cloud Code of Conduct. How you can you become a member? You can become a member by applying online for membership. You must pay a fee and also very importantly, of course, sign an adherence agreement by which in fact, as a company, you agree to the principles of the EU Cloud Code of Conduct and you agree to abide by those principles in your day-to-day business practices. All information on becoming a member and also on the EU Cloud Code of Conduct can be found back on the website of the EU Cloud Code
0: of Conduct. So, if I try to summarize, it's on a voluntary basis. You have to be a member, you have to pay a membership fee, and you have to accept general conditions. Now, if we try to narrow down a bit those conditions, Bastian, and that will be my last question to you today, What is the exact scope of application of this EU cloud code of conduct? And if I may ask a final touch to that, can everyone join this initiative in practice?
1: Very good question. In fact, the EU cloud code of conduct is intended to cover all different types of cloud service providers or all different types of cloud services. As you know, we distinguish generally between infrastructure as a service software as a service, and platform as a service, well, all three are eligible to adhere to this EU cloud code of conduct. Nevertheless, one should note that the scope of the EU cloud code of conduct is quite limited because it only includes processors offering cloud services. So what exactly is not included? Two things. First of all, cloud service providers that are providing cloud services to consumers, so business to consumer, is out of the context and out of the scope of the code of conduct. And also situations where cloud service providers are in fact acting as data controllers, those situations will also be out of the EU cloud code of conduct. Moreover, and that's very important, The aspect of international transfer of personal data, so transfer outside of the European economic area, is also not covered in this EU cloud code of conduct. However, note that there are separate initiatives going on in order to address this specific international transfer issue.
0: Very good. I think that those thoughts and all those tips you gave to us about this very recent initiative... In the whole GDPR context, was very interesting, Bastian. So thank you for this. I would like also to thank our listeners today for joining us on the program. If you would like to connect with Bastian or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law, that's L-A-W, of course, where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, and on-demand content or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters Europe, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Philippe Durand, and thanks for listening today.